all guys gals and non-binary pals welcome to the newest episode of the noobs and knockouts podcast brought to you on youtube on spotify on google and apple Podcasts. i'm austin i'm a knockout watched a lot of wrestling i'm david i'm a noob haven't watched nearly as much wrestling and uh <clears throat> where is fritz von eric i will cut a bitch i swear fucking let me at him no I, for sure I, the you know the doom meme about like when you go to hell when you die it's like you're in hell where where is fritz von eric <laughs> also holy well he's probably whoa, he's are, probably running the wrestling fed down there <laughs> Uh, probably, yeah, it would be fitting. Also, uh, do 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 my do, I, do my ears deceive me, or did I hear a distinct third chuckle from a third voice in that mix? Do I am I hello? Hello, who actually who's... you are delusional, and oh, no. this is just yeah, like an like... audio problem with your computer. May nineteenth, right May nineteenth. No, it's happening, it's happening again. again. No, there's only two people in this podcast today, David. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh yes we have our, our first ever guest joins the show once again claire hello hello always fun to be here yeah claire has been here for a christmas episode for a big gay brunch a big for when gay we brunch. listen to hulk hogan's musical album that's for true that's for fucking true which is all, all magical all hits yeah all hits all no bangers, skips on that no album no that's no fucking skips. true so some some absolute classic episode of noobs and knockouts on there may i just say we fucking we true. confirm we confirmed that that hulk hulkamania was a death cult which play in really well to the religious fanaticism hulk hogan that we talked about early like later on in the podcast we're we're really building a character arc of hogan the Hulk Hogan lore, where he's where he's just like the leader of 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 a whole ass cult, and then and then a second cult came along, led by a dude in face paint, and he said, "Oh, that's it's not not gonna the work." Number for me. one Hulkamaniac upstairs believes in Hulk Hogan, so there we go. Uh, and that, yeah, true. Anyway, but no, we brought Claire back tonight because all three of us have watched the Iron Claw, the movie Which? that came out a couple months ago, our time detailing the story of the von eric family by the what way where's zach efron's uh acting nomination where is it it's missing yeah Hello. that's that's fucking a20 a24 fucked on them true uh, hey, the 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 the, uh, the academy's trying to fuck on fuck me, on me. <laughs> David, you anyway. know you know that you know that Ted DiBiase does interviews and swears that didn't happen, and I don't know why he is because that is the most interesting thing that has ever happened to Ted DiBiase. <laughs> that he is, that is the closest to that Ted DiBiase Jr. has ever had to an actual personality trait. So he absolutely needs to put in like he's like. Anyway, so we want the Von Erics. Uh, they're they're the uh, top stars of of the wrestling company that their dad owned in the eighties, World Class Championship Wrestling. And I was like, "Well, the movie's not out yet on VOD, but what if we all watched an episode of World Class Championship Wrestling? You know what inspired the movie? The real fucking thing. Yeah." So to put us in the timeline here, we're going all the way back to 1983. Uh, Vince McMahon doesn't even own the WWF yet. That's how far back we're in. 
ancient times. Literally, like, <laughs> over over 40 years ago at this point. Crazy Over 40 years ago, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so to give, to get, to, to, to uh, once again, well, this is once again the era of the National Wrestling Alliance. Uh, yes. So, yeah, so we explained One this a more weeks time. ago. One more time. One <laughs> more true. time. Claire is here now, so we can so let's explain, give a reminder on what that is. So back in the 1950s, all the major wrestling owner company owners of the time got together and they invented a governing body for professional wrestling. It was basically an excuse to have an oligopoly slash cartel where everybody yes, has course. their own little region of the country and no, and you can run your wrestling shows unopposed there and no, as and everyone as, stays as out of their own lane. So, no. so like a, a Lord of a, of a patch of land in the kingdom. Yes. Yeah. Wrestling. Everyone surf, had like their a surfdom. Own, yeah. The surfdom. Everyone had their own little kingdom all to themselves. Uh, and if anyone tried to impede on that kingdom, you fucking fuck, fuck you. You're going to fucking get crushed underfoot and then we murder you. Yes. Uh, and so they basically, there are the NWA world championships that are voted, that are everybody gets, it can be anybody in the country that's one of those that gets voted on by the committee of bookers in the NWA. And then they, and then those champions travel around all every, every which way. But then of course, all these smaller regional companies have their own champions. Mm -hmm. So that, and the WCCW very firmly in the NWA at this point, they're a dues paying member. Yes. <clears throat> Although and... isn't Fritz like paranoid that they hate him or something? Uh, I well, don't know be. how much. <laughs> He's right. I don't, I don't know how much of that was added for the movie i don't know that i don't know how much of that That's is true or not from the movie he would break away in 1987 but by that point the nba was already pretty fucked anyway was, they were fucking so who cooked. Cares? they were cooked anyway um by that point vince mcmahon jr did own the wwf and uh oh baby and whoop and, uh so <laughs> when i drive yeah, so the NW, honestly, among the territory era wrestling that's in, on Peacock that WWE has released from the vaults, uh, WCCW might be, like, one of the most, like, thorough. Like, they have practically every episode of WCCW television from 1982 to 1988, which is by far all you would ever want to watch of WCCW. That's crazy. That they have mm -hmm. that much. Yeah. So they're this WCCW, a functionally, they were in control of Dallas, uh, not all of Texas. That is kind of shared between uh, Paul Cornell's Houston and Joe Blanchard's San Antonio. They kind of shared that around. There's a lot of, uh, you know, back and forth on that. But Dallas was, that's, that's Von Erich country because it was owned by Fritz Von Erich. A famous wrestler from Green the sixties, from the sixties and seventies, whose name is that because he played a Nazi. That was his <laughs> character. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. as yeah. as was very fun to do. What do you mean, played a Nazi? <laughs> 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 uh -huh. Well, okay. I actually have a question about that. Why are why 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 are Fritz von Erich and Baron von Raschke the same fucking character? Because. 
listen because wrestling likes to have extremely easy to hate villain characters and so just make them a nazi and the, yeah, boo but, boo dare easy it's not just easy peasy done and done it's not it's just the fact they're both nazis that they have like a you know first name von last name names and well, then yeah, also like Blake's both of their submission move but also, both of their submission moves are cerebral claw, like finishers I, are cerebral I don't, claw. I don't know the claw. I don't know how they got to the claw and how that became associated with the Nazi wrestlers that do the claw. Is Wait, are, are there the more Nazi wrestlers that also-, also supposed to be Nazis? No, because by the time Fritz became owner of WCCW. He had repackaged him. He had kind of reinvented himself as a good old American man. All American family. How do you do that? How do you like do the that? actual Nazis. Oh, no. God-fearing Christians. That's the Von Erics. But but how do you do that in, in the age of strict kayfabe when you were once a Nazi? I, I don't remember. I don't know. David, he, he did it like all of the other real Nazis did it. Oh, shit. No, that's actually fair. Good job. Good thing. Thank you. Thank he you. He just said he's reformed and that's about it. We all yep. just took him at his <laughs> word start on that. working for the American government. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Fair. So, so. anyway. Fritz von Erich had many sons who he hmm, strongly encouraged to become professional wrestlers. What are you sure. talking about? He wouldn't re- he wouldn't res- wish wrestling on any of them. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, not even a clip your return. Just fuck you. No, nah, fuck that. No. So by 1983, he has positioned his sons as the top good guys in the entire company. <laughs> in the entire world, perhaps. Maybe. We were working on that. He's a uh, uh, world domination. So his sons, David, Kevin, and Carrie Von Eric. Mm-hmm. And that played a big decision in my, in like, when did I want to put, when did I want us to watch an episode of WCCW? Like, at what point in the timeline? And I decided that, like, there were two more Von Eric brothers that wrestled Mike and Chris, but they also mm. sucked. And so, you know, the, the real top star three of them is Kevin, Carrie, and David. And we're not going to get deep into the Von Eric tragedy here, but David dies in 1984. So it's like, oh. I have a very limited window to get the, the big three trio. So 1983 yep. it is. But in 1983, they're flying high because right now they are in the early stages of the biggest feud of the history of WCCW. The Von Erics versus the fabulous Freebirds. Which they, uh, the fabulous Freebirds are, uh, we, and did, are we, I forget, did we encounter them in our... Uh, our Jim Crockett arc? No. Weren't they weren't they on? Oh. No, they have not been. Oh, okay. Okay. But yeah. yes. 
I remember from the movie at the very least. Yes, they, Michael, Michael Hayes, Terry Gordy, and Buddy Roberts. Uh, their gimmick is that they are from Georgia. They very proudly show that Georgia flag with Confederate colors on it. And they are mm. rock and mm. roll, baby. Now, you'd think to yourself, why would they? how are they the bad guys here? They're in Texas. And, and initially, they were the good guys. They came in as big baby faces. They were bros <laughs> with the Von Erics until Christmas night, 1982 at the Wrestling Star Wars. Because in WCCW, they named their big shows Star Wars. It was never, it was never a, a, a problem legally somehow. No, Disney would have never They're let just that shit fly now, but you know. Star Wars. George Lucas don't give a fuck. It's fine. Yeah, it's it's fine. Nah, so he's he's are. he is still trying to be the Indiana Jones guy instead in the eighties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, that's true. Yeah. So, but at the wrestling Star Wars, it is Ric Flair versus Kerry Von Erich for the NWA World Title, and the whole gimmick is that Kerry's had a bunch of matches with Flair, but Flair keeps cheating as he does. And so they've they settle this issue. They're going to stick them in a steel cage. And there's going to be a special guest referee, Michael Hayes, to make sure that no funny business happens in here. So over the at the end of the match, Michael Hayes gets a little too physical and he attacks Ric Flair. And then he tells Carrie to pin him. And Carrie's like, no, I am a good person. I will not pin off of this cheating chicanery. And so Michael Hayes is like, fine. I guess if you don't want my help, I'll just leave. And so he goes to leave the cage. I forgot that Terry Gordy is, is Terry Gordy is guarding the cage door. Forgot to mention that. So Michael Hayes is leaving. Carrie goes over to be like, hey, man, no, no, you don't got to leave. We can pass this up. Ric Flair gets up. He pushes Carrie into my into Michael Hayes and knocks Michael Hayes over. Terry Gordy sees this, thinks Carrie attacked Michael Hayes, and he slams the cage door in Carrie's face, costing Carrie the match, and Ric Flair retains the titles. So the Von the, the Freebirds have fucked over the Von Erics. They are enemy number one. I'm I'm so, I'm still confused about why the ref was annoyed that Carrie wouldn't cheat, which, granted, boring. Uh, but, you know, that is a choice and a valid one. And so the ref was like, uh, fuck you, I am not, I am no longer the referee of this match. They had a, they had a regular referee in there, too. David Manning. You'll Wait, see him on why the did show. they have two referees? So there was one referee who knew the rules because Michael Hayes didn't know shit. Clearly. Then why was he there? He was there to make sure that Ric Flair wouldn't cheat. It was a a second pair of eyes on Flair. But if he doesn't know the rules, how does he know that Flair's not cheating? Listen, don't think about this too hard. The important part <laughs> is that the free birds can go to hell <laughs> because fun. they have they have they have attacked our good American all American boys. And also they're Eric's. from they're from Georgia, so fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, that's true. Now fuck them. Before it was fine, but now they fucked with Texas. This is war. They uh, need to go to hell. Yes. Uh, 
Uh, there's that's like one of the two storylines happening on this show. To be honest, yay! I watched I watched all of the episodes that are on Peacock starting in night at the beginning of 1983, uh, and to now we're watching a February 26th episode, and oh. it's really just been a lot of the Von Eric Freebird stuff. Really? Uh, yeah, significantly. That is 90% of the plot. Of and you say episode. you say the sons of the Booker. Were the were the big stars here? I did say hmm. that. Yes. Hmm. No correlation. The other the other big the other big storyline going is uh, King Kong Bundy. Oh. Uh, he is a yeah, David. He is a, for Claire's sake. He is a big ball bastard. Okay. He is. He looks. He looks like a human egg. <laughs> and also, Claire, do you know the do you know the 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 TV show Married with Children? Yes. He's the reason their their last name is Bundy. Oh. It was named after him, uh, and uh, he in he fact does play, he does play a relative. Of yeah, Al he Bundy guest stars on, on an episode or two as like a relative of theirs. So That's like, awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. So King Kong Bundy, uh, yeah, he has got a new group going. He's talking about this new group of his Devastation Inc. Uh, we've slowly learned about them. His oh, they got first tag partner. Yeah, that's. Yeah, they got a different. I didn't nice. think. I didn't think uh, King had it in him, but you know, Godspeed. Well, he's not in charge. He's oh. just the main man. Ah, but the figure. His 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 new partner though. He has a new a, a tag partner, the Great Kabuki, who is very Japanese. That's really is he actually Japanese or that. is he like white and pretends yeah. to be Japanese? Yeah. Okay. Oh, he's, he's actually, well, that's, actually Japanese. Yeah, that's actually great. nice. Also, David, you'll find this interesting. Great Kabuki originated the Poison Mist. Oh, that's maybe where I've heard the name, because I feel like we've gone into Poison Mist lore in the past. Um, yeah, the Great Kabuki what, invented Poison Mist. What color was his? Was he green? Was he green? It was, it was green. Green. green was the, the OG, OG color. And But King Kong Bundy also has his boss, the man who he has been very coy about explaining who that is. All we know about him is that he is very rich. He has a lot of big oil and gas money. He is a big oil and gas tycoon. A lot of money in that sector. That's all we know about him. Business, 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 business. He goes. He to is the a business, big businessman. He goes to the business factory and he makes all the business money. Yes. So he's been hanging around. Uh, there, I guess there's a controversy because listen, there because there's a manager already called Armand Hussein, oh. who is uh. from the Sudan. Oh. Allegedly, <laughs> I don't know. I can't confirm. I could. He is a very minor player overall. I could not confirm he's actually from Sudan. That's. I mean, I feel like I could there, probably tell manager. you that the answer is no, but. <laughs> See, the problem is, Claire, but, that once in a while, they do throw in somebody of an authentic ethnicity, such as the Great Kabuki, and it, it fucks with you just enough that you're like, who, who is real? Yeah. I... And, okay, so... He, he dresses like you think you he would with the name Armand Hussein, but he also <laughs> has a whistle, and he is very annoying at ringside with the whistle. <laughs> Ah, uh, oh, so that he can, he can he, he can really go fuck himself. Actually, the the wrestlers should just murder him. And he has the biggest bunch of scrubs I've ever seen in my life. 
working for him. He had the great Kabuki, and the and Kabuki defected to Devastation Inc. So that was a big thing. But then he went and found Wish.com great Kabuki in Tola Yatsu. <laughs> Who is the who is a Japanese assassin? Oh, <laughs> oh no! Karate, he does karate moves, and he's so shitty. <laughs> but that's oh. not enough. He also has the checkmate, who is a mask guy. <laughs> that's the whole bit. He has an ugly brown mask. He is shit. He's a loser. <laughs> Wait, is that even chess themed? <laughs> no, he's just, he's just got the checkmate. That's a missed opportunity. Fucking, at least fucking Jigsaw had had the puzzle man. Rubik's had the had the the audacity or had the had the good sense to put puzzle pieces on his fucking mask. Like Jesus yeah. Christ! You could yeah, no, this guy's this guy's stable sucks, <laughs> and he's gonna be on the show. And I can't help but laugh at him. (laughs) (laughs) There are other wrestlers that have appeared on the show, but they're all kind of whatever. Like Al Madrill, who is Mexican. That's his whole gimmick. Congratulations. Uh, Bugsy McGraw, (laughs) whose gimmick is he is a a philosophical man or something. I don't know. I would have assumed he was like a 1920s Chicago gangster with that name. Yeah, I like... Obviously, I got like Bugsy Malone flashes, so I was like, okay, they were going like. He's, I think he he looks like a dude who you would get in a bar fight with in Texas in the eighties, but apparently he's also smart. So, I mean, Woo-hoo. to be fair, like you, the dudes who you would get into bar fights in Texas with would also like three beers in, trying to be pontificating on the the entire state of the universe. So the, the that mm. this does seem to have some legs to it. Uh, fair sure. enough. Sure. And then, uh, and then, uh, Wild Bill Irwin was on uh, once. Uh, he's a cowboy. That's right, cowboy. I feel like I've heard. Uh, of him. I haven't mentioned. I haven't mentioned championships really because also they're all in the Freebird thing. <laughs> uh, so the title scene is the NWA United States. Uh, excuse me, the NWA American Heavyweight Championship. That's like the top belt. Um, the NWA American Tag Team Championships and the WCCW World Six Man Tag Team Championships. Uh, the six man tag belts are held by the Freebirds. Uh, the whole a whole big thing though is that when the first match to win those belts, Buddy Roberts wasn't available, and so David Von Erich stepped in to help the free birds win the titles and then he and then he gifted the belt to buddy oh god they won so it's like i i was i've helped you i was a friend to you and now you fuck over my brother so that's all that's a big piece of it Indeed. the uh the free birds terry gordy and michael hayes are the american tag team champions they haven't talked about it pretty much ever i had to look up wikipedia to make sure they were the champs so it's why, all about the six man free bird that has a six man belt and the two man free bird that has a tag normal tag belt because there's a tag belt and then a six man tag belt and How they does, just have yeah both. so one of them just gets left out of it for the normal tag, yeah, belt. buddy Robert, buddy Roberts only has the six man. Wow, fuck Terry and Michael Hayes get the other two. That's uh, and then 
The American Heavyweight Championship was held by Kevin Von Erich up until the very last episode I watched where Terry Gordy, with some cheaty help from Buddy Roberts, pinned Kevin to win the belt. Jesus Christ. The Freebirds got all the gold. Oh, and and they were trying for the NWA title in an episode that has apparently been lost to time. I couldn't find it anywhere. Uh, Terry Gordy challenged Ric Flair for the NWA title. Did not win. Sounds about right. But yeah, it's all coming up. Freebirds. That is a ridiculous amount of gold. That's uh, that's 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 too much. Yeah, but tonight, this is very exciting because I didn't realize this, is we are seeing the first ever six-man tag team match between the Von Eriks and the Freebirds. Yo. And they will run that match back a thousand times over the next three years. Well, it gets money, doesn't it? It Absolutely, it does. Bada bing, bada boom, huh? But yeah, this is a historic episode of WCCW television. Hell yeah. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, so if you want to watch along with us, hey, it's on Peacock, where all WWE keeps all of their territory era wrestling, as little of it as it as it is sometimes. But they got a shitload of world class. And so we will be back in the back half to discuss the February 26th, 1983 episode of World Class Championship Wrestling. Let's fucking do it. And we are back. We have finished the February 26, 1983 episode of World Class Championship Wrestling. We did another easy, breezy boy. Oh, I love the uh, the territory days so much. Not shout the- out to shout out to this for only being 43 minutes long instead of the usual three and a half hours that I usually get to sit through the, this. Yeah, the, we the have classic, we have uh, made you watch some long wrestling shows. The, the classic hour <laughs> hour knockers, as as Jr. would say. Um, yeah. uh, all right, uh, tradition on the show. We we begin with our distinguished guest Claire. <laughs> overall thoughts, feelings. Uh, you know, this, this vaguely relates to your area of expertise since it has something to do with the Iron Claw movie. Mm-hmm. What do you, what do you, what do you got for us? How you feeling after that whole thing? I'm feeling, I'm feeling good, actually. I thought that was, maybe it's because it was only 43 minutes long, but I thought it was actually pretty, like, fairly easy to sit through. And, like, I didn't yeah. need to know too much bullshit lore to understand what was happening. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's how they Everything want it to be. Everything is pretty obvious. You you get yeah. the gist of what's going on. Like you probably didn't even need to explain half the stuff you did from the beginning for me to probably do. not. No. But yeah. I did did did. I get what I, I did. Watch, yeah. But I, I could I can't have watched four weeks of WCCW for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Too, <laughs> bad news, Austin. Well. No. Um. <laughs> uh, I'd say this is more of like a 80s TV production problem, but I thought the lighting was ass. Especially, here's a problem with a lot of photography from like a lot of the earlier days of television, live television production, uh, and just the early days of cameras. They didn't know how to shoot black people very well. Like, I don't understand how to capture it. No, it's it's a fact. Like, yeah, cameras no. were made. 
and lighting was designed in order to better capture white skin tones. And so like it just you you can't really see anyone who's not white as well and they don't look quite right. So that's... I did I did kind of note that in the crowd like the the black like the the black audience members were not well shot at all. No. No. Well and that. and fucking like well it, it's funny too cuz um uh Iron Claw the movie had a uh all those all those scenes in the sportatorium had like had a very distinct lighting to it. And obviously it was there to kind of give the dramatization and like, you know, it kind of sepia toned everything, giving it this kind of like way back when gritty Texas feel, but like, man, what would not, not terribly far off from what the lighting in the sportatorium evidently no. actually was like. Yeah. The sportatorium was a dumpy shithole of a thing. Of an, no, it of looks a like venue. a dumpy shithole. It is. It's. It, it was torn down. So I should say was. But yeah, it's. It was a dumpy shithole. But goddamn, did they have some wrestling going on in the sportatorium? They did have some wrestling. That's also, for sure. also the sportatorium. That is not a real name for a place. Yeah, no. Like yeah, the that, Dallas Sportatorium. That's what it is. No, that's that is a particularly like that. That's that's a parody and not even a really clever one. Like. That sounds like something I would come up with in two seconds if I was trying up trying to play up how fucking clueless I am about sports ball. That is not that's not real. They're lying to <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, they're playing the big game at the sportatorium or some yeah. shit. Yeah. Well, apparently that I'm is gonna get a, you could get a home run or some shit. The Wikipedia literally the Wikipedia literally calls the sportatorium a barn. A barn like a probably started as one. Knowing Texas. A yeah. barn-like arena. That is my favorite description for anything ever. Yeah, it's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently they it's had not no, a barn. It's a barn-like no arena. They apparently had no AC or heating in that place. So, uh, you know. Wow. Uh, really? It so bad. I bet it did. <laughs> oh, my God. You know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, geez. we open our show with the intro. Bum, ba ba da bum ba ba da bum ba ba da bum da ba da da how can you remember that often? They never played that in the episode. Never ever. How I I don't I don't understand. They 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 were so subtle about their use of that theme. It kind of slaps. It it, it kind of does. It's it's so fucking overbearing, but it is kind of cool. It's kind of good. It's kind of good. So Bill Mercer introduces us to the program. Uh, he says, this is the event that you've been waiting for. The Von Eriks versus the Freebirds in six-man tag action. Simple simple enough. And no, nothing else matters, but we're going to show oh, you things you anyway. Tell, you can tell that they knew half this episode was going to be Von Eriks and Freebirds. Seriously, Jesus Christ. Right. Like they actually kind of tried to make it feel like the front half was important because they debuted three different characters, but yeah, but one of them like, doesn't even end up in an actual fight. Yeah, <laughs> well, two of them don't. Two of them don't. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But now Bill Mercer hypes that we're gonna meet King Parsons and Jim Garvin later on the show, and then a press conference about the man. <laughs> The man first, who he name drops as, as General, General Akbar. Akbar. 
Sandor oh, Akbar is. Yeah, well, well, they already have Star Wars, Claire, so they might as well yes. just fucking Akbar yeah. while they're at it. Yeah, but yep. unfortunately, it's like a racist Akbar and not like a fun fishman Akbar. I know, yeah, no, that, that really yeah, does put a damper on the whole proceeding. Hey, all right, I will, I'll talk, I'll bring it up, but I will. I, I do want to point out that he at least is Lebanese. Oh, he, yay! Okay, yeah, his parents were his parents. He was he is American, but he was parents were born in Lebanon. So well, he has you know, Muslim roots. He's got the that's roots. Something. That's. It could be a lot worse. It that's could not, be so that's, much worse. Yeah. I'll take but it. At first, that point, our honestly, first match, our first match of the evening, King Kong Bundy versus the Magic Dragon. Yes. Okay, King Kong uh, not, Bundy not rules, up. and the Magic Dragon sucks. Okay, absolutely. I no notes. I wasn't I aware that King Kong Bundy could talk. <laughs> yeah, WWF would have me believe that he's just kind of an oaf. Why would you? Am I mistaken? Was... Am I misremembering? Did he cut promos in the in the Fed? No, because he always had managers to do it for him. Heenan yeah. and then Ted DiBiase. I was gonna say he always just kind of came across a fucking oaf, but like he could talk and talk well. That yeah, don't that's don't, nice. don't disrespect the walking condominium. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel as if it's hard for me to believe that anyone who is not even close to his size could even like attempt to hurt him in any way mm-hmm. so having this like doofus who does backflips and a full face mask is just i'm like okay all but, right. but claire all right they're david and goliath claire the, that is <laughs> sure th- that uh, that is on, that, that yeah. it's timeless don't think about as David, it. As David alluded to, King Kong Bunny got a, got interviewed by Bill Mercer before the match, and Bill Mercer was like, "Why is the is the man going to be in your corner at all?" And King Kong Bunny's like, "Yeah, he will be when I'm facing a better caliber opponent than this." Yeah, so even he's <laughs> like, "Fuck you, fuck you, Magic Dragon." But hey, he calls the Von Eric. <laughs> he calls them the Von Eric sisters, so you know he's a bad He's yeah, also, uh, may I just say, this man is so aggressively bald that he refuses to have eyebrows, and I, yeah. I'm still not sure how I feel I am, about I this. am going to send you a picture of when he it wrestled rolls. with <laughs> When he, what? When he wrestled with He had a match in Dallas that where after he lost, he was shaved bald, and then he was bald the rest of his career. King Kong Bundy. So he I literally, I literally started to type in King Kong Bundy, and one of the suggested things was King Kong Bundy with hair. <laughs> what? Wait! 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 He had fucking Lego helmet hair. <laughs> of all the things, that's awesome. He had fucking King Kong Bundy is a legend. <laughs> he had Lego helmet hair. Uh. <laughs> oh, holy but, shit yeah as claire alluded to the magic dragon looks like a bum he yeah. sucks he is he in all he's in all red and his ma- has a mask that is all red but also they have the outlines for like the eyes and mouth but they don't actually cut that part out no it's, it looks like he has a giant sock on his head and it also yeah. looks like un 
unfinished. Like, yeah, it yeah. does. Fucking like it, the 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 detail isn't isn't there. It's yeah. it's it's just like they ran out of material. Also, <laughs> I'd like to point out that at one point the magic dragon slaps Bundy, and like the announcer goes, "Well, that's a martial arts slap." <laughs> yeah, that classic martial arts move. How yeah. how taught how, in the Tibetan how, mountains how, by monks who studied the craft. Slapped to the chest. Uh, um. Uh, also, um, I I do love uh, King Vong Bundy. In the middle of just you know tossing his weight around and trying to murderize this guy, he fucking like tries to work the chin. Except oh, he, he was doing he, some wrestling work in here. Doing yeah. some re- except he fucking it doesn't even have hold of the chin half the time. Bundy, Bundy's too slippery. Doing- Bundy, you can just sit on him. It's okay. Yeah. I feel like it would take zero effort to Bundy to actually murder most of the people that are yeah. also in the and entire get... match. Yeah, but especially the magic dragon. Yeah. Um, I I could I tried to emphasize how shitball and lame Armand Hussein and his gaggle of losers is. And I think this episode perfectly encapsulated it. Yeah, it really I'm does. Sure that's just actually the stable name, Armand Hussein and the Gaggle of Losers. <laughs> Another thing that I noticed starting in this match, another thing that I appreciated is that, mm-hmm. and this sounds like a read, but it's not. Like, there are <laughs> no, like, abs. They all have, like, regular bodies. Hell yeah! Especially, this, hell yeah! The, especially the Magic Dragon, wrestling. he sort of has, like, a dad bod. Yes! Yeah, like, this is, you know, back, these are the days where you, you, the physiques were, like, dudes who could fight in bars and real wrestlers. Yeah, so, you know, not not to, someone who was given like an HGH supplement by like mm-hmm. their trainer slash manager. No, nah, the only yeah, yeah, the only people how am I supposed to 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 get behind a wrestler who just looks like a normal dude? He should have at least ten abs going for him. Harry uh, and Kevin are like, the only two wrestlers on this show that look like ripped. That's, yeah, but that's even then, it's not like. Mm-hmm. In the same way that, like, yeah. half of them when I was watching the modern ones look. Yeah. Oh, correct. That it's, is it's not nearly as defined, but well, in the same way. Clear. I feel like Bundy, Bundy feels stronger and more dangerous than most of the, like, actually, like, well-defined muscly people of today. Yeah. Because he looks like someone who's naturally like that and could just, like... He's- well, 450 is- pounds! Oh, fuck. It is funny yeah. because... Because clear, King Kong Bundy did go on to wrestle for WWF. Um, yeah, and uh, it was like even even back then, like it was the, the trend was leaning toward like Vince McMahon pushing more of the like crazy buff body types. Um, and I gotta say, Bundy definitely kind of felt a little more imposing here than he did like in the fed where everyone else has those fake ass fucking bodies. And he's just like, and plus, and plus Hogan and plus Hulk Hogan kicked his ass in the main event of the shittiest WrestleMania of all time. That's Mm, yeah. That too. Uh, so I mean, this match goes on a decent amount of time to be honest, more than maybe formality really. Yeah. When it's super obvious. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
Uh, they were not we, we were, do we were going. We, we couldn't have just had an episode long um, of Free Birds versus Von Erichs match, unfortunately. Um, and then uh, also shout out to the crowd chanting, "We want the mask." Um, because you know, you if, couldn't figure if out what wanted, that meant. If he wanted us to like him, he shouldn't have hit his face like a gutless fucking coward. That's Come on. true. When they also, said we want the mask, did they mean that he won't? They wanted the guy in the mask to win or they want to take it off i think oh, i feel like the they want to take off. his mask off i don't i think they they don't or, give a shit about luchador but, but i want to believe, believe to be the heel yeah, yeah well actually, i want to the... believe that the crowd wanted the magic dragon to win but they didn't know how his why he so saw like uh the mask yeah <laughs> they didn't know his name yeah they didn't know his name but but isn't he in a heel faction isn't this it heel is kind of heel, heel versus Devastation Inc. versus Arman Hussein and his losers is really heel versus <laughs> heel. So why like, are we they running all it? Hate, they all hate the Von Eriks. Let's get that straight. But, yeah, fuck you. Know, you they're can. fighting each other. Right. Can't all be perfect. Yeah, they, they, they have yet to learn the power of uniting against the common enemy. Yeah. So I mean, Magic, yeah, Magic Dragon looked thoroughly unimpressive to me. I I want to know who he is just for posterity's sake, but I mm. I never want to see him wrestle again. <laughs> yeah, just uh, so let's, you be, be let's nice see. if he just disappeared. Thank you. Ah, uh, okay, Kazuharu Sonoda. Oh, he another was actually Japanese, Japanese person. He was a Japanese wrestler. He died in. Uh, when he was only 31 due to Yikes. a plane crash. Oh my god. Woof. Well, maybe maybe he shouldn't have gone away that hard, but you know. That's that's too yeah. many. I don't he... love the death toll of the people in this special. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's for fucking true. Yeah, anyway. Died a lot of died people who died young here in WCCW. Yeah. Did they add the, the ripe old age of sixty-two? It's better than did most they? Of did they add the magic dragon to the memorial shows, or was that just for the Von Erics? Hmm. Hmm. I I have some guesses. Mm -hmm. But whatever, Bundy hits his big splash where he just falls on him and pins him, and that's it. And he wins. Again, could have done that like. Within two now, look, I love me some work rate, but not, not where the magic dragon is involved. <laughs> Don't. Why did I have to watch the magic dragon for that long? <laughs> Austin, Austin, I have a very important question for you. Mm -hmm. Better or worse than Red Rooster? Oh, easily better than Red Rooster. <laughs> oh wow, he really I'm... does hate Red Rooster that much. The Red. Magic Dragon at least doesn't cluck like a chicken. And for that, <laughs> the Red Rooster will always be I, at the I, I bottom. Really, I really don't understand all the hate for the Red Rooster, brother. He's the Red Rooster. So who's being debuted in this match? Uh, actually, nobody, amazingly. If, uh, th nobody in this match. But I was no talking about uh, Parsons, Garvin, and Akbar. Hmm. Which we cut to that then, where Bill Mercer is doing an interview with the Iceman, King Parsons. Uh, and his first question is, so what's with the nickname? 
And Parsons is like, well, you know, in college, I took a job hauling a truck and I hauled ice, man. Man. Uh, <laughs> that was the greatest thing ever. Yeah. That was fucking amazing. Drive uh, a truck. Except these truck. fucking cowards then go on to immediately retcon this by saying that no, actually, he's the Iceman because he's got the heart, he's got the guts, and that's why no, they call him the Iceman. Fuck that! It's because he drives a truck. He drove an ice truck. <laughs> also, he was in. Germany there and and yeah, all right. So they sell the idea that he's got some long-standing history with Armand Hussein. Apparently, Hussein did some shit in Germany. We don't people really need to people really really need to clarify what they mean when they say right. things happen in Germany. <laughs> like, yeah, because like these motherfuckers do not look old enough to have been in the war. Um, no, no. But what? He, we have no I idea. I hope he means a wrestling him. thing. I assume it's a wrestling thing, but I it would be funnier if he didn't mean that. <laughs> if he didn't <laughs> mean if he was just like actually he was just following orders. Um, were, they, were they were they shaking fists at each other from across the Berlin Wall or something? Like oh, was... <laughs> oh, fuck. oh, this could be Cold War shit. You're right. It could, oh, you know what? Oh yeah. shit! Oh my god. Mist. But whatever. Iceman was fighting the scourge of communism. (laughs) In the ice truck. He was using the ice truck. Well, yeah, he he sells the ice. He doesn't just give it away like some fucking degenerate commie. Like a dirty commie. Like a dirty commie. Public good? Fuck your public good. The only public (laughs) good... Is, is, is is when you publicly put money in my wallet like a good little boy. That's that. Thank you, thank you. Uh, anyway, he's called the Iceman because he's a huge fan of Eugene O'Neill. Anyway, um, <laughs> he's actually called the Iceman because he's a big fan of Val Kilmer and Top Gun. <laughs> he's all called the, the... He called, he's called the Iceman because he really likes the X Men comics. All of these are better than the actual explanation. And, and somehow, and, and all of them are simultaneously true with how often he fucking shakes up his origin story. I, yeah. It just uh, feels like, also, if you're called that, you should have, like, an ice thing going on. He really doesn't. He he's, he does. His thing is more that he has dreadlocks than it is that he has an yeah. ice thing going on. Those aren't even fucking dreadlocks. Those are, like, like I don't know. They're, like, just cornrows-ish, but also, like, his head is, like, Shaved except his head is shaved man. except for the cornrows, and, and, yeah. and but they're not cornrows when they're on his head, they're like flush flat against his head. I'll say and this universally the hair choices of every single competitor in this entire match. I have questions, yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that's no that's one, fair. no one except for sunshine. I don't understand mm. anyone's hair, mm. yeah. Mm. So, any speaking, Parsons speaking, is like, this is the place. I gotta quickly finish Parsons, Mr. Parsons here. He's, he's like, yeah, there's some competition here, and they do make clear that he is friends with David Von Erich. With the fans needed oh, to thank know God. how he feels Woo! about the Von Erichs. He is a good guy. Yeah, they threw that in last on... second to keep it relevant yeah. to what's going on. So yeah, they're so Parsons leaves. Parsons leaves, and immediately in walks 
gorgeous Jim Garvin with his valet sunshine, sunshine for the sunshine state of Florida. That's where he comes from. And, and, uh, First, so so already he's from out of town, sus. Mm-hmm. But then, oh no, he does in fact. Uh, oh wait, no, I guess he doesn't reveal an animosity for the Von Erichs yet. Here, no, um, he does not say anything about the Von Erichs. Uh, he's just a sparkly man from Florida with a valet. Oh no, he has a sparkly think... jacket. He has a sparkly bow tie. He has a uh, no no shirt on. No shirt. No shirt. Don't need beautiful it. Beautiful blonde woman with him with gorgeous eyeshadow and a fantastic mm. haircut. Mm. Yeah. Mm. True. True. He's wearing gloves. Like mm. uh like razzle dazzle white gloves. <laughs> love there, love that there a... And is there a conclusion we need to read here. Sunshine like uh takes them off centrally, but the whole time I'm just like you're not selling it. Like, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> sunshine, it's not going to happen for you. Like, <laughs> no. you're his beard, and this is just like you're going to waste years of your life. Who among us? Oh, but like, you're going to waste yeah. years of your life. She's Following so this man around, he's going to promise you things. He's going to say, "Once I finally win this belt, all right, then we'll finally." No, Mm-mm. it's not it's happening. Not happening. That, it's not. that vow of uh, that vow of celibacy is uh, is not <laughs> in fact. It's, it's yeah, never, yeah, it was a it's, yeah. It's, it's, he was waiting until marriage, been, sunshine. Yeah, it's not entered the canon yet, but I I am willing to submit the idea of gorgeous Jimmy Garvin being uh, in the closet. I'm willing to. I'm willing icon. to. Queer icon, gorgeous Jimmy Garvin. I want to believe. Mm-hmm. But anyway, what he's here to actually talk about is he hypes up. You know, big competition. It's great here in the WCCW, and Bill Murray's like, great, we're gonna get you on TV right away. Film them matches. And Jimmy Garvin's like, that doesn't work for me. Uh, in fact, no cameras will be filming my matches ever. I will not allow myself to be filmed. Whatever that is. Of... Yeah, because he's already on camera. And then he's also... being filmed right now. As he's saying now. he will not be filmed. Question number two. Why are you there then? He wants At a to get paid televised wrestle, but... wrestling uh, yeah. event. Three, that doesn't well. really work with your character because if your whole thing is being like vain and hot, then wouldn't you want people to see you all the time? I have no yeah. idea why he is like this. Why would he make his way to Dallas from Florida just to be like, no, I don't want to be recorded? Well, he, he, I think he might just also, even though he doesn't say it, I think he just also might want to murderize the von erics so you know it's just it's just a character choice that makes no sense for me like mm-hmm. clearly and clearly the fact confident. that that's his whole thing well yeah. what's even yeah. more the thing is that nobody questions him and people like go along with this like we'll get to that fuck- but yeah it's so weird that everyone's just kind of like, all right, I guess this guy doesn't want to film his matches. All right. Like, that's just a weird... Guess we have no power to do anything about that. As if that's just a weird character flaw, quirk, and not obnoxious and disruptive to the TV production. Well... Yeah, and then... But also another weird thing about it is that he doesn't have the same, like, delivery as other people... That I've seen our wrestlers, he sounds like 
a hippie. He's sort of talking like um, uh, the Big Lebowski is how I would <laughs> compare his delivery. He's like, no, nah, man, I can't be on camera. I'm gorgeous Jimmy. No, nah, man. I'm like... <laughs> That's exactly. I just chalked that up. To, I just chalked right. that up to him being from Florida. That's, That's uh, not what Floridians sound like. Florida man, the power of Florida man. God. Uh, yeah, he's yeah, like, nobody, well, nobody is gonna film gorgeous Jimmy wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> so is like, all right. Cool. It's like, okay, well, that's the choice. That's what you can do. That's okay, I guess. I guess. So then we get our, our second match of the show. Iceman, King Parsons versus Armand Hussein. Yeah, and this yeah. was... Uh, not from Sudan. Not not <laughs> from Sudan, but, you know, at least he's... The, the race matches, so that's that's something. Yeah, they interview um, Hussein before the match, and he calls King Parsons a possum. And a low life dog, and he said he's gonna send him to the graveyard because that's where possums sure, belong. Sure, <laughs> I guess famously the place where possums belong is the, the graveyard. graveyard. Duh. Um, did you well, mean the dumpster? Because that's where they are. <laughs> There's another famous location where possums are found that would also work for that. Kind well, of you know, maybe. Maybe the kind of people that 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 my man is in with, uh, to them graveyards and dumpsters are may, perhaps a might interchange. Maybe so, in Sudan. Maybe in Sudan, say. the possums are in the graveyard. Well, not even, not even. Well, yeah, or, or or that too. Maybe in Sudan, where he's definitely from, he knows for a fact that the possums are definitely in the graveyards. Um, he he also this was fun has the Iron Sheik shoes. Uh, yeah, my he has man, the pointy toes. Uh, the... yeah, I thought Sheik like invented that shit. Of course not. <laughs> he is wearing his camel shoes, as they call them. And yeah, I guess as he the does match the camel starts, walk, camel dance, yeah. some kind of yeah. As the match festival. starts, he demands that King Parsons get the fuck out of the ring. Because he's got to do the camel dance, as in his cult, as is in his culture. Which, again, totally. Oh my what? god! So he starts doing the camel dance, and it's has, literally has, has stand- any of the people who wrote this gimmick actually fucking like looked at a map? Even no, like, <laughs> no, probably not. No, because so the camel dance is he's in one corner. And he takes like three really big exaggerated steps towards another corner and then like bunny hops to the corner. <laughs> wow. Outstanding. That's the camel dance. And oh, brilliant. After two of those, King Parsons is like, I'm bored. I'm just going to I'm fucking done ass. with this shit. And then he hits three moves and wins. Yay, squash ass <laughs> shit. Squash ass <laughs> like, shit. Absolutely embarrassing see, performance by our see, by our mom Bundy, Bundy, take fucking notes. Like you just ended. I can't believe we had to watch more of the dragon than we. Yeah, actually, yeah. I don't know which is worse. I don't know. I I, I would have. I would love to know what else Armand Hussein does as a wrestler besides. Here's an idea. 
why don't we could actually stick King Kong Bundy and the Iceman in a match together? I'm actually interested in those dudes. Why didn't they I'm just sure, fucking fight I'm each other? I'm sure they will, but they want to give Parsons Iceman the win. If he fights Bundy, he's gonna get his ass kicked. We don't want. Oh yeah, <laughs> you gotta. You got, you we got to give we got to give Iceman the easiest possible win to start. Oh uh, yeah, nothing nothing no no better way to show off your debuting wrestler than just have him like squash some random dude and not and, like, show off. And like we are in the 1980s so he Iceman wins with a drop kick. Holy shit. Oh, that's so fucking powerful. No one's ever seen shit like this before. Taking what the me fuck? back to the days of the 50s where they tried to ban that move for being so dangerous. What the shit? That was used to be like a dangerous kill move back when Grant <laughs> when when your grandpa watched wrestling. <laughs> I want I want to have like one of those fucking movies where like someone from the past comes to the present um and is mm-hmm. like freaked out by everything they see except it's like an old wrestling fan and like the young they watch the young bucks hit a super kick and then the match goes for another 15 minutes and they're just losing their fucking minds no that's that's different super kicks weren't only Shawn michaels did that he made that a finisher it didn't used to be the drop kick would freak them out okay, and the well, bear hug where the they'll be like hug. who's why is no one doing the bear hug that is what why? they would say where's my test of strength thank you yeah so whatever Iceman wins then our next match announced is out big al madrill and gorgeous jim garvin and so and gorgeous Gorgeous jim walks to the ring his whole entrance and clearly looks at the camera a couple times and only then, when he's about to be announced, he realizes there are cameras filming him right now. But Jim, Jim, you saw them. <laughs> Jim, they were right here, like next, right next to your face, Jim. Yeah, they were the entrance for them. He was going to come out. How did he not notice? <laughs> I mean, he was going to come out and wrestle, and he got an entrance for the fans and all that. But he's. He didn't want to. He didn't want to wrestle. He he can bitches and moans that everybody's got to turn the cameras off. And amazingly, they do that. They just agree. Like they said, off. Oh, the episode's too the long. Referee anyway. is just like, all right, turn the cameras off. And Bill Mercer's on commentary, just being like, well, I I guess I guess we're not filming this one. I because and because isn't Fritz like an on-screen character to an extent? How is he not storming this ring and being like, shut the fuck up. You're disrupting my TV show. Get on with the goddamn match. You're going to get in the ring. I can't. I got, I'm not in the right voice to do Fritz. That gravel ass motherfucker. I feel like this man like should not have been able to get away with this. What? And yet everyone went along with it. This is fucked up. This you're encouraging bad behavior, and now he has taken this as a sign that he can continue to act like this. No, <laughs> no, no. The five-year-old psychology. Five-year-old psychology. You needed to shut this down right now. True. Fucking true. Okay. But whatever. I guess it gives us more time to cut away to the Devastation Inc. press conference, yes. where I know King Kong Bundy is underdressed, as he is just shirtless. <laughs> He's got a sick pair of aviators though, and he and he's he's got his 
And he's got his serious business face on, which is all the dressing he needs. Thank you. Yeah. Two hot chicks behind him who look like they'd rather be doing anything else. Yeah, for reasons? Are they supposed to be part of General Akbar's harem? Like, what? Probably. <laughs> Probably, yeah. The man is the General, Ak- General Akbar, Skandar Akbar. And he has arrived in the world-class area. You will refer to me as the general. My main interest is oil, and my wealth is unlimited. And you see, that's why I I knew that the payoff to this is it was Akbar. So I was like, ah, the oil and gas thing is a foreshadowing to the fact that he's Arab. Ah, uh, yeah, that's fair. That does make sense. They they but really has- did not give any pomp and circumstance to this reveal. They're just like, no, oh no, he's, he's just like, some motherfucker named Akbar. Here's here's something I will say about Akbar. The thing that he wants is for Fritz to retire. Yeah, that's honestly fair. probably this would have been better wants, for humanity and his own family to, if he had done so. The dude, the dude wants to make money, manage big meaty men wrestling, and for Fritz to fuck off forever. So honestly, and he also the problem. Total baby face in my mind. Yeah, <laughs> and he, he he correctly refers to the Von Erich boys as Fritz's as Fritz's retirement plans. So like Yeah, correct. Yes. Yeah, yeah you're just speaking <laughs> truth. He's completely power. correct. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing I'm controversial not about any, this. I'm not seeing any problem with what he's saying here. This right. I was fine, like, I was like, let him wait, let him cook. Let him cook. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he he says there are problems to be solved, and the general is on the scene. He announces that the great Kabuki has been injured and Akbar had to fly him home. Uh, That's sad. But he announces the next acquisition is that soon we'll be seeing Kamala, which is the soon debut, David, of Kamala, the Ugandan giant. Yeah, which, okay, what? He was a WCCW guy? Too? Yes, where he was portrayed as a serious threat. And he probably he was, didn't have the Brooklyn Brawler following him around no, no. Uh, in a he, roar shark mask. He just he just he just hung around in like a looking like a Tarzan looking motherfucker. Just a big tribal looking black guy. Calls mm. himself Kamala. Kamala. It's great. That's that's tremendous. Very, um, and but W, but this is he before he's, been, he's a serious, dangerous man. Before the WWE will get a hold of him and be like, What if you were a goofy idiot who doesn't know <laughs> how to wrestle? What if we did that? What, what if we just got slap, silly with where you slap your you tummy slap your and belly. pin guys the wrong way? <laughs> WWE. Had no problems with 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 character creation, respect toward characters of color, anything like that. It was it was fine. Nah, it was hey, all fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, Hakeem the African Dream was clearly like the greatest thing that they were gonna. I guess it's just oh yeah, Hakeem. There's no way she knows about this. Is so. WWE took a wrestler named the one man gang who his gimmick was he was a biker gang dude and to be clear super white and so he has a new manager slick whose gimmick is that he's like a black pimp 
sort of PG pimp and like hustler. <laughs> He's a hustler. Yeah. And so he takes a key. He takes the one man gang to go discover his roots in, and I quote the deepest, darkest part of oh, Africa. No. Oh, no. <laughs> they do a tribal ceremony oh, no. and he comes out wearing Kinta cloth and oh, no. calling himself Akeem the African the Dream. African dream. Um, he was also, oh, no. this is fun, he was also in a tag team with a <laughs> uh, cop named the, big, the boss big Boss Man. man. And, and together and the they name, were the Twin the Towers. Twin towers. Oh no! <laughs> and this is the same company that took this soon-to-be oh, debuting no. Kamala, who is a serious monster heel to that, who was actually a threat, and was and were like, yeah, but you're from the tribes of Africa, which means you're stupid and don't know how to you're wrestle. Stupid! Ah ha ha! You drum your belly. That's probably better than having him be a serious threat and having him wrestle Hulk Hogan. Like, oh, God. I, oh, I don't no. what Hulk Hogan would say on air about Kamala. I, you couldn't trust anybody in those days. Fucking Roddy Piper was did, did half blackface because Vince That's told true. him to. Oh, wow. it's bad. Anyway. It's all bad. I'm glad we're not there. Thank God. Yeah, but anyway, back to WCCW. General Akbar is like King Kong Bundy only had two wishes, a financial arrangement, and he wanted to fight the Von Erichs. And he says that Bundy has unlimited potential, and he knows that when you associate yourself with the general, you remain at the top. And I mean, that's fair, because he's going to go to the WWF not be associated with the general and then lol lose to hulk hogan and then never be taken as a serious threat ah. for the for the world title ever again so clearly should have stayed it with all, the general it all checks out to me that's simple math spongebob yeah and akbar is like don't worry about that little problem with hussein with hussein i got it taken care of which says a lot about how important he is to the grand scheme yeah. of things. It's just fuck you. Also, and Akbar's assistant just hands Bundy a stack of $100 bills and Bundy is just sitting there counting them. Yeah, he's also he's also the uh, the, the factions accountant, fun fact. Yeah. And then <laughs> and he has this is a press conference or so there are interviewers and one inner the first guy asks how many wrestlers he bring in. He's like, "Don't not to worry about it. Only concern yourself with the three I already said. And then <laughs> and then he doesn't take any more questions and leaves. And yep. He just says, fuck you. Incredible. The best press conference I've ever witnessed. But who cares? It's time for the real main event of this episode. The thing that you all came here to see. The fabulous Freebirds oh. versus the Von Eriks. Oh, and did you all come here to see it? The Von Eriks get announced, and the girls and the gays go absolutely fucking ballistic. Yeah. I was saying that I was really impressed by the amount of, like, women who are visible in the audience. Because I feel like most modern stuff I see that is really not the case as much. Super, super male-dominated space. 
is professional yeah. wrestling. Absolutely. Were they there because they are like actually wrestling fans, or because I assume I assume, I assume they? Oh they, yeah. They, and also, I wonder like, what changed them going into uh, like '90s, uh, 2000s to change that. I mean, like, well, they you could like, trying to, well, they stopped trying to appeal to women in any way. That, yeah, that the golden happened. age actually still had a pretty decent like female turnout. You could see a lot of women in the audience in like golden age. Cause that's well, mm -hmm. cause like a lot of those guys got pushed as fucking heartthrobs, like right, uh, yeah, um, the Von Erics, or like especially dude. the Von Erics, especially including the Von Erics, um, right. but even in the WWF, um, mm -hmm. and and also like I don't know, I think it was more of a mainstream, respectable pastime back then. I will and, say, and what the I I I I don't know. I guess like it's. It's it's had its it's had its ups and downs, but it was seen in a different way in the golden age than it was in like the Attitude Era. Um, right, I, I don't I ever remember any wrestlers being like marketed towards women in any way. Is like this mm -hmm. is the hot one. Like even today, the ones who mm -hmm. become actors, like I don't think anyone looks at The Rock and is like. Yeah, that's a heartthrob. That's a hot guy. I mean, no, no he 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 play he appeals as a badass action hero for dudes. Yeah, I will say. Yeah, Blair, you you go to the you go to the indies. Um, the it's girls in the gays are out in full are are out in full force. Uh, some of the some of the um craziest fucking like most rabid like lost in the sauce wrestling fans I've seen are queer women or both yeah yeah that makes sense when it I comes to like the indie scene credit, I, a because bit, here's here's an interesting thing i've seen more female wrestlers marketed towards women as heartthrobs than male wrestlers marketed towards women as heartthrobs <laughs> not a joke <laughs> i know i get you i get you Ripley, I no, know. I I can I can see it, and like yeah. nowadays we got more of that like girl power element to it, which probably mm -hmm. helps bring back the female audience a little bit. But like, yeah, no, there no, was not even in that way, in like a sexual way. Like there, yeah. I see clips marketed where it's just like, oh, you want to take it out in the ring, and I'm like, <laughs> I know. What you're oh doing. yeah, well we got we got Rhea Ripley, uh, who <laughs> just sure. everybody wants to fuck. Uh, and over on AEW, we got Tony Storm versus Deanna Parazzo being so very that's, gay, that's so and, and, and and they were roommates. Um, <laughs> very and they roommates. But like, very, I've never, yeah. NXT, NXT is like I've, I've never known a straight woman ever right to say, you know, who is the hottest man out there right now? John Cena. And I, <laughs> no, I love John Cena, all. but like no. not in that way. I think he's one of the funniest and best actors out there currently, but. Yeah. There's just something almost asexual about most male wrestlers out there. Well, today. maybe it's because they're marketed towards like 11 year old boys, but that, they're, they're marketed it. toward two demographics, Claire 11 year old boys and Vince McMahon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 11, <I'm> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, no, you make, no. you make a tremendous point, but. For this, no, I, I am going Eric. to, re I, you know, if we're going to talk about, you know, appealing to women, I am going to report from uh, AO3 
that in the fan fiction realm, there are a few rest male wrestlers who have all sorts of of slash fix about them. So you know, oh, that's not shocking. I mean, okay, to be yeah, fair though, half that. of those are just gay slash fix about the shield. Let's yeah, let's about- <laughs> Roman. Re- hell yeah, man. Reigns, Roman Reigns, Rollins, Seth and Rollins, and Dean Ambrose are are a queer Any icons. Any combination of them. You want to? You want Seth and Dean? You got it. Seth and Roman? You got it. Roman and Dean? You got it. All three of them in a thruple? Hell yeah, you got Absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> so so even then, that bring that is less back, like bring back the heartthrob wrestlers. Yeah, I know. I mean, we do got new Von Eric boys, but they're still just not. They're they're just kind of marketed nah. as like dudes. Yeah, they're just, they're they're dudes living off their family name. They do not have the same appeal as one Kevin of them got Harry a cowboy hat. <laughs> I am sad they didn't show us on the episode, but you know they they set those boys up. They got them. They got the Von Eric boys coming through the crowd, hoping. Oh yeah. That women will come up to them and try to like touch and kiss them as they're coming to the ring. Fritz was like, I want so many women to want to fuck my sons. (laughs) What a psycho. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe Fritz like led a campaign to get more women to come to his shows for that purpose. I want, I need them lining. First I need them to his sons and said, "Oh yeah, we can get the women to come to stuff with these boys." My genetics. By the way, Kevin Von Eric. Kevin Von Eric, no shoes. Yeah, well, you, you know, well apparently, shoes. where apparently where that comes from is like there was a match where, like, I guess before the match, somebody like stole his shoes as a prank, and so he just took that as a sign to go barefoot in the ring for the rest of his career. Gross. Just cause, just cause. Sounds gross. He's giving that away for free. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, usually yeah. that gets that gets reserved for the Samoans so they can show how all the, all Samoan the they are. Want, all the all the ladies that want to see uh, feet pics, of Kevin yeah. on Eric. You get yeah, the, the, the magazine of the nineteen eighties <laughs> was snapping all <laughs> shots of Kev. <sighs> 1980s wiki feet out here. The magazine. That's terrible. Not the um, website, though. The magazine. Yeah. Famously, wiki feet magazine. Uh, Stop. <laughs> anyway, what were we talking about? Von Eric versus the Freebirds. This this oh, match yeah. was kind of hard to watch because there was too many too much stuff happening at once for me to concentrate on anything. Interesting. That's Interesting. fair. I like that. I liked the chaotic the chaos of all that stuff going on, but I get that. I I do. I mean, I the stuff that. that I could see, I I thought it was great, but there's too I will many say things. The filming here does not help. We are no, no they missed the, the fucking of... ending shot attack hit from Kevin. Yeah, they missed the iron claw. <laughs> yeah. We they 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 don't do like the the language of television wrestling is still in its infancy. We still have yet to develop like proper technique for like how to film a match in such a way that People they, can see guys, what the fuck is happening figured, in that good look. 
They figured out how to multicam before they figured out how to do that well. Yeah. yeah. They're like, they're like, we got, we, we, we got it. How do we, uh, what do we do with this? We don't know, but we got it. We got it. We can cut to different cameras and angles. That's crazy. Yeah. By the way, who's the free bird with the long blonde hair? Michael Hayes. I was not expecting that face to go with that hair. <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, I he did, looks I, like I, he I, would I, be a heartthrob if he didn't look perpetually forty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> terminally, terminally forty. Yeah. And then he's got okay. his like, and then he's got his like big dumb big guy and Terry Gordy, and then Buddy <laughs> Roberts with the strongest jaw on the show. <laughs> damn, damn, you got all this on lock, Austin. You, you got, mm. you fucking, uh, you have caricatures ready to go. Yeah. Um, oh, hey, so that's pretty nice. That's pretty neat. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. Well. Yeah, on top of on top of the ladies getting all the free feet pics, uh, they did also get the show of Kevin's whole ass. I got pixelated. Pixelated ass. Look, if you're gonna be wearing no shoes and a, like a tiny little bathing suit bottom <laughs> as your entire uniform, like I'm shocked that there isn't more of that in professional wrestling. Where it's like, what do you expect is gonna I happen mean, when you wear like I nothing mean, and you're all grappling? Oh, Ric Flair showed a lot of ass. Oh. Ric Flair's ass has fallen Good out show. too many times. Do they count. ever hang Dom? Is there any of that? Oh, I wish. No, no, I don't think that's ever happened. I'm I'm happy to think Cowards. that's never happened. Cowards! <laughs> I'm good without it, thanks. Unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's this fucking... Mm-hmm. Look. Look, I am an eleven-year-old boy who watches wrestling. I don't want to see anyone hang dong. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, well, hey, hey, I will say, I will say, well, you know what we are here for is again, we can't, damn, we really need to like, uh, like get you, get you to to fucking indie shows, Claire, yeah. where we have dudes like doing lap dances on each other, like legitimately. Uh, that's just offense. That's <laughs> you last know. time. Last- Last time I went to an Effie match, he had a dude on his knees in front of his crotch, and people were like chanting for him to suck Effie's dick. I love that. Yes! 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 Oh my and then, god. And then the wrestler yelled he wouldn't do it because he only he, he the only person he has he has sex with is his wife. So he said, no way. No, I, like, I like women, not men. I not never suck any ding-dongs. <laughs> uh, this phenomenon that I brought up to David, but we do need to put on the podcast, is it feels so unique to wrestling that a, this entire audience is chanting to a bunch of white men to go back to where they came from. Yeah. Especially especially <laughs> go, white Texans. They're like, yeah, they're like, go home free birds. And by home, they mean Georgia. Georgia, yeah. 
we don't we don't like no white You're southern like Americans around here. these parts. We like this kind here, George. It's, it's like it's like the it's like in the fucking South Park game where you make yourself like male, cisgender, heterosexual, and then the fucking rednecks pull up. They're like, we don't take kindly to cisgender heterosexual males around these parts. <laughs> Yeah, but go home. Go home, free birds. Uh, yeah. I have you to are- say a couple of things in comparison to the Iron Claw movie. Mm-hmm. So it seems like Kevin himself was smaller than what Zac Efron ended up looking like in the movie. Yes, they- which is an interesting choice because Zac Efron looks. Fun. Like he blew himself up like a like a muscle balloon, like Augustus. <laughs> no, not like a no, like a, a Veruca's. No, wrong one. Oh, Violet. Violet Beauregard. Violet <laughs> And Kevin really, none of them were really jacked in that way. The one who ended up actually looking the most accurate. Carrie's going to get super Carrie. Carrie well, does like it. Carrie and Jeremy Allen White ended up when I saw like them being interviewed at the end. I was like, you know what? Honestly, like that doesn't look too far off in comparison to. Mm-hmm. No, Carrie. As when Carrie goes to the Fed, he he. Uh, I'm juicy. sure he gets real juicy. <laughs> he starts hanging out with the, the Ultimate grip. Warrior and is like, you know what? I love steroids now. He's gonna um, get real juicy. Call himself the Texas Tornado. Mm. I mean, man was man was was fighting on a on a painful ass prosthetic. He was Yeah, he was already. By the time he got to the WWF, his career was pretty fucked. Like he's already had the motorcycle accident. He's addicted to drugs already. Like he's fucked. Yeah. It's not. It's not great. Uh. So. Uh. So that's that's you know. But but right now he's he's chilling at a at a nice like lean bulk up. Thank you very much. And then David uh, is here too. David's here too. David's uh, here. He has Texas rhinestone on the ass. Oh, oh, that's that's how you know he's a good boy. Is he is he go? He's going in on those rhinestones for his beloved Texas. Oh my God, mm-hmm. this is um, ridiculous. I'm sorry. How I us a resident queer person here? I just uh-huh. how did these homophobic horrifying straight men watch these things like this and i've also been like digging into like the corniest most terrible super halftime super bowl halftime shows over the last couple days and like you watch this and you're like yeah i'm like straight i'm like a real man you know fuck off with that gay shit i'm like nothing actual gay people were doing was any gayer than this this was like this is yeah they I mean, you're, how how do you you're telling me that you got David Von Eric and Buddy Roberts doing wrist locks on each other, <laughs> and this is gay. That's gay to you. You're telling me that when the King Kong Bundy and the Magic Dragon were holding each other by around the neck sensually, <laughs> that that was gay to you. <laughs> King Kong Bundy whispering sweet nothings into the Magnet Dragons. You're telling me a show choir singing hooray for Hollywood at the Super Bowl halftime show is gay? 
To be no, fair, I, I thought that I, from what I hear, those halftime shows were not terribly popular, and it wasn't until like <laughs> it wasn't until like MJ showed up. They're like, oh, maybe this shit's actually cool. Um, no, they asked yeah, MJ to show up because cool. it was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fair enough. We gotta make this cool, guys. We gotta make people want to watch the halftime show. <laughs> um, my dad. But- fun fact: My dad went to the. 1989 Super Bowl when it was uh, in Miami, Bengals versus Niners, and holy shit, the performer Black. was a magician by the name of Elvis Presto. What the fuck? <laughs> a magician <laughs> at, at the Super Bowl. <laughs> so not only did he go all the way there to watch the Bengals lose, but he had to watch a. Elvis Presto at the halftime show. <laughs> I, I don't, that sounds like the highlight of the night to me. Um, I... <laughs> Who needs... What chump would want to see Elvis Presto when she can see Elvis Presto? <laughs> right. This one really did number at all. It's okay, buddy. It's just like that. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make your entire enjoyment of the Super Bowl disappear. Oh. Uh-huh. What? Was he was he an Elvis impersonator? I asked my yeah. dad, the one thing he can really remember is there being giant cards on the field. So yeah, I'm looking at Wikipedia and they said they did sometimes. a card trick. Elvis Presto, in fact, is vaguely trying to be an Elvis impersonator. Vaguely. <laughs> He's... I'll put it this way. The honky tonk man is a better Elvis impersonator than Elvis fucking Presto. It just feels Uh, to me like magic, which is an art form that is usually best performed in close quarters, might not be a good idea for a giant stadium of people. But, I mean, Claire, you have to understand that we have have no options. What what could we possibly do on like one of the most popular sporting events in the universe that makes a gajillion dollars? How, what, what yeah. could we possibly There were no celebrities in 1989. Would... Yeah, history started in 1990. You're, you're speaking about like, <laughs> and no one wanted to go to Miami. Of course, they didn't have the technology. It's insane um, some of the Super Bowl halftime shows they did after Michael Jackson because you'd think that they would like got really the nail this down. Except oh, the didn't. Indiana Jones one, fantastic. The Indiana Jones one, they had the Blues Brothers perform. <laughs> That's kind of cute. <laughs> yeah, I guess they got. I, I ah. Sorry, I got us sidetracked. Anyway, that's, that's fine. David Von Erich had Texas rhinestone on the edge. Bill Collins <laughs> in 2000 in khakis. Bill Collins in khakis. He played two, two worlds. I mean, that song slaps, but he was clearly lip syncing it, and also Trust. couldn't be bothered to get in anything more than khakis. So, 
We, I, the, the halftime show was saved by MTV taking over producer duties from Disney. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Well, it's Christ. entirely Disney's fault, but it was so corny and bad. Entirely. That's so funny. A fucking course it was. MTV the took over. They show, got Aero the Millennium 2000 show with Phil Collins. Is like they br- they the brought most, in Phil like, Collins. 2000s, like Epcot, Animal Kingdom. Like we're all one world. Don't we love the globe and like the whole world? Claire, you don't works. understand. Phil Collins taught us about the 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 power to be strong and the wisdom to be wise. To be wise. This <laughs> this this man is a sage. He's a yeah. visionary, and they, he had to spread his message. And he then, told and everybody then, that we're on our way. And then Janet Jackson uh, happened, and we entered another dark age of <laughs> of um, of halftime shows. Remember Left Shark? Ah, uh, no. Left Shark. What an Left icon. Shark? You don't remember yeah. Left Shark? You don't remember Left no? Shark? I don't know oh. what the fuck That's you're talking Katie about. I know about yeah. the Katy Perry shark. I didn't know it had a name. Oh, yeah. What the hell the fuck did you not know it had a How name? How did you know that there was a shark and not know it was called Left Shark? Because I remember the Katy Perry halftime show with a shark. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, Austin watched that show and then did not tune into any discourse whatsoever. Completely knocked himself no, I out of not. the internet. Why would like I do year. that? Why would I? Why would I? What year was Katy Perry? Let me look at it. 2015 i was in college happy mind you what would i have been doing terminally i wasn't terminally online yet i didn't follow the fucking discourse about the shark (laughs) god i love i loved the the shark discourse um the fuck anyway texas bedazzled on david's ass How the fuck? Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, it was the work rate. It was a good old. It was a good old Texas a, work rate man. I didn't yeah, take some any match money. notes, but like it was just solid work. You know, the just the, yeah, the Von Eric. It was a lot of. It was a lot of like the 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 uh, the uh, the uh, free birds taking control with their dastardly numbers advantage, and then then the Von Erics would just like three on one them. Yeah. Oh, we we did Not neglect that. to mention this is a lumberjack match. So we got all the dudes like yeah. on the outside. All the guys we don't really outside. get much out of that, except we get like one or two shots of like like Carrie gets thrown, thrown to the outside where in. King Kong Bundy is standing, and King Kong Bundy also, is all Kevin too happy jumping to... through the air to kick people in the face. Fucking rules. Oh, that, that is rocks. <laughs> that that like simple finisher by today's standards, but oh, so very Kill effective. It. They're all very, like, all the Von Erics are very, like, athletic and fast in a way that, like, feels, like, also real. They they are, except I will say, Carrie is a little, is kind of fucking cartoony in his delivery, which is maybe why he is the Von Erics out of all of them to, 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 to get sent got, to the Fed. Yeah, like, some fucking, like, three stooges ass. Oh, I'm gonna wall up here. up and the shuffle his feet. Wham! But, but it is, that also makes it really funny that Jeremy Allen White is the one who played him, like, the most down-to-earth and, like, gritty, like, real actor. Jeremy Allen White could, could read you the phone book and convince you that he was, he was reciting a great tragedy in three acts. And yeah. He's <laughs> and he's playing the corniest Von Eric. Yeah. <laughs> Easily the corniest Von Eric. 
Uh, I I I want to see. Why didn't I get any shots of Jeremy Allen White going? Oh, I'm gonna wallop you. <laughs> doing doing the dance, the war dance. The, I know the what war the dance. Shit. You you had you took everything far too seriously, Jeremy. How dare you? Um, yeah. but in that in that very upbeat feel good movie, fuck you. Um, yeah, of course. But, yeah, I listen. I stopped watching after like an hour, so I'm pretty yeah. sure that it was a happy movie about yeah. about, about brother brotherhood. being successful in about brotherhood. Yeah, they ended at the wedding. He, he got yeah. married. The real, the the real title belt was brotherhood. True. Yeah. The real. <laughs> The real NWA championship were the brothers we we walked with along the way. I I love I actually do love how that movie like fee, if you don't know where it's going, it feels like it's a setup for like Kevin to kind of ri- finally rise up and meet his potential yeah. and become the world champion, and then David dies, and then suddenly this becomes a very different movie. <laughs> Because when I was watching it, so I wasn't really super familiar with the Von Eriks. But I, uh-huh. the two things I knew about it were, Von, at least one Von Erich brother died, and that at it least, was a sad, least. and that it was a sad movie. I mean, so, that's true. On both so counts. I went in knowing that it would be sad, but I didn't understand the full extent to it. Just and tragedy. Yeah, after there were tragedy. definitely people in that audience who were just like, "Boys' night wrestling movie." The 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 none of the trailers for the Iron Claw implied anything. Most of the promo for Iron Claw was about how hot and ripped all the main actors were, and they're like, they were stuck. They were they they hinted a little bit at like the whole we're being pushed too far thing. Like they're like, dad's being too hard on us. That's pressure. That's in every sports Uh, movie. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. nothing. Well, yeah, rise above the dad. If you didn't no, know any better, it was like fucking Kurt Russell and miracle shit. Not, not. Oops, everybody's dying. Yeah, yeah. Not only one survivor. Yes. Okay. Which oh, fun fact. Speak since we're since this relates to like at least some of this is David. I was reminded this week that the Wrestling Observer Awards for most disgusting promotional tactic went to wccw four years in a row what, um, what for 1985 using mike von eric's near death to sell tickets his <laughs> idea obviously fritz's idea 1986 com- comparing chris adams fake blindness angle with the actual death of gino hernandez Oh, that's cool. uh, 1987. The exploitation of the death of Mike von Erich, and then oh, 1980, and then 1988, Fritz von Erich's fake heart attack. Oh my god, that's uh, what a fucking monster! And then the company folded slash was bought out by Jerry Jarrett um, in like 1990. So yeah, you know. so hey. And Jerry Jarrett walked in and was like, uh... That was the funniest time. Like, I don't really care about the timeline issues of biopic movies, but it was really funny the way that the way they time it up, it implies that, like, WCCW existed into, like, 93 or 94 because that's when Carrie killed himself and then they sold it afterwards. No! 
they they sold that bitch off in 1989. Carrie and Chris hadn't died yet. Jesus Christ. But 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 you know, uh there were only two dead, there were only two dead von Eric wrestlers. We gotta get precise with how many dead von Erics there are. Hold on, there were three dead von Erics, two dead dead wrestlers. wrestlers. You can't forget Jack. Oh yeah, Jack. Fuck. I always forget about the I, I forgot about Jack. Oh no. Well yeah, because he died wow, when he was sick. David. I know, I know. Very unfortunate. He died when he was sick. He fucked up his dad forever. <laughs> oh yeah, that fucked up his dad forever and nothing else. There were no, no other outside factors that fucked up. No, there were no entire. other red flags apparent earlier than no, that. No, no. no he please. was fine. So no. uh Jesus Christ. We're talking about literally anything else but this match. Which uh, sucks to it's pretty I, straightforward. You're like, yep, that was, that was a match. I took yeah. a shitload of match notes, but since neither of you did, I'm not going to bother to make you sit here as I look, list off match notes. I mean, um, if there are cool spots you want to share at the very least. Like, I mean, again, this is very, it's pretty basic wrestling, but I mean, it was fun when like Carrie did like arm drags to everybody or when Kevin it's did all the dance. to death. Yeah. Um, I laughed when Terry Gordy Gordy for being the biggest member of the fabulous Freebirds also got his ass kicked the most of any of the Freebirds. He really did. He kind of hogged the spotlight and then just but got he, his fucking ass kicked for it. Well, he cartoonishly sells just as so does Michael Hayes. But like I adored when he fell when he's like falling over and he's like <gasps> Like I'm yeah, fucking like reaching forward, like oh, oh, trying to get the feeling back or whatever. Hysterical shit. Or every time someone would get hit in the head, they would sit up and go like, blah, 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 like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, there we also get a great shot. Like once we hit the ending, which is like, uh, he's he's. They say he's got Carrie uh, or David lined up for a for an atomic drop but it looked like it looked like a power bomb pile driver driver. um but like kevin like kevin saves david by by like it's michael hayes he like leaps on michael hayes's back and this gets michael hayes to drop david and then michael hayes staggers for a second and then boom like no it's terry Terry gordy is who doing that oh that was terry gordy oh pardon yeah so David, to be clear though, is Terry's got David set up for a pod driver, and Kevin like punches Terry Gordy in the back of the head. Um, and then Terry falls over and he's like, wobbling around, and De- and Kevin like slightly pushes him in the face and he falls yeah. over. <laughs> and then I love he grabs some David selling. Terry he grabs him, he he carries him over to put him on top of Terry. And then the referee, David Manning, leaps over the entirety of Terry Gordy's body to then get in position to count the pin. One, two, three. Everyone is so excited to count the pins for the body. Oh, can I count that pin for you, sir? It's like he leaped over the entire ring to get there. It was actually very impressive. Yep. He was inspired, Claire. It's his uh, David yeah. Von Erich was his, was his muse in that moment. But woo um, who the Von Erichs have beaten the Freebirds. Whoa, what a That's surprise! Uh, um, you know, there's and uh, there I, I I expected like there would be like a big end of match brawl, but no, 
the Von Erichs there's get their a hand little like piece the fuck out. Yeah, there's like a slight little bit of like messy ending when all six of them are in the ring, but like very quickly. Yeah, that's the other thing. They piece the fuck out and the Freebirds stay in the ring for some reason. We get a long time of them filming the Freebirds just be standing around the ring being mad. Just which why are they allowed to stay? They're not, they didn't win. Get the fuck out of Go here. Go home, Freebirds. Go, Go home, Freebirds. Yeah, I thought that was weird. Austin, out of curiosity, do you know, because in, in the movie, when this fucking happens, Fritz, like, all the brothers storm the ring, and Fritz gets on Mike, and he's like, that's right, my boys are the are the, the well, champions. That's, when they, and won, that's gonna... when they won the belts. This is this this was a non-title match. I thought they won the belts here. No, they did not. Oh! They Why the fuck the belts is this a non-title match? No, this happens during a montage where they play Tom Sawyer by Rush, remember? Ah. Oh, yeah. But no, they, they're going to wrestle the Freebirds 70 billion more times. This this is not <laughs> for the belts. This was a revenge thing, which I, if I'm going to do any match critiquing, I did feel like Carrie was in the match a lot more than Kevin and David. But that makes sense because this whole beef is really more about Carrie. Because Carrie's yeah. the one that got screwed by the Freebirds. Kevin and David are more or less just like, moral support because they're he's my brother but like the the freebirds wronged carrie like carrie is the one who's who wants vengeance more than the other two yeah he, so uh, i thought that was appropriate that he spent he's got, most a, he's of got a in he's got a story to sell um mm-hmm. much more than, than but this was this this match was just like for vengeance and also now that they won they can be like we got we deserve a shot at the belts uh grouping ground Ice. But anyway, they they cut. They do the commercial. They come back from commercial or whatever. They transition to a post match interview with the Von Eriks. Uh, Carrie calls. He's like, "We got a shot at the world title." And David's like, "I want to thank the people of Dallas, Texas. This is the biggest crowd to ever be in the sportatorium. And next time, we're gonna win the world six man tag team championships." And Kevin is like, well, it's not just Dallas, it's all of Texas. It's not just our win, it's everybody's win. Today it's Texas, and tomorrow it's the world. Yeah, maybe yeah. they still do have those Nazi genes in them a little bit still, the tiniest mm-hmm. bit. Something something still, some of the programming got passed down from Fritz after all. Yeah, And then Today, David, David makes a throwaway comment of like, it's all downhill from here. And <laughs> Bill... <laughs> And Bill Mercer tries to play off that and fails completely. No, no he's no. right. Yeah. He's like, well, yeah, well. <laughs> well uh, yeah, yeah. He's like, More well, it, it is all downhill, but, you know, I mean, it was a very big hill to climb. Uh, like, I don't know why he's he's trying to, like, vamp right now. Like, just, just read the teleprompter for what next week's matches are. Pretty much, it's uh, it's yeah. it's just like he's he's just like uh, let's, uh fill in time, fill in let, time. Maybe let me do the talking still. Yeah, but then after he announces next week's matches, it is the credits roll literally because this is '80s TV wrestling, so we have real credits because we're a real TV show. Yeah, we actually let the crew's names be shown. Yeah. Imagine that. They put a filter yeah. over a over the. They play the film of Carrie making his entrance, and they put a filter on it. 
I know. And the we, weird, like, fucking lava lamp color ass filter. Um, mm-hmm. Sure. But yeah. Yeah, that, that was our time in world class championship wrestling. It, uh, it, it was so, it was so like, it was so Texas. It was so wrestling. No, um, I, it, it, it does like, it's funny just how much this has, like, for as much as people of the era ragged on Vince's, like, fucking Vince's product, this still has a lot of similarities. The big thing is just, it's shorter and, like, slightly less goofy, but still kind of fucking goofy. I, how dare you disrespect the ice like man we're still like doing the story times we're we're the storylines we're still doing the ethnic stereotype about gorgeous um, jimmy like that that's a very I'm, respectable serious character gorgeous jimmy garvin who gorgeous doesn't want to be jimmy. filmed <laughs> no. unfortunate um claire any final thoughts Yes, please. Not really. I feel like we sort of talked about every and anything we could have found in there. We and and some things that can't even be found in there. And normally. some we stuff that we just anyway. weird tangents about. Yeah. Absolutely, as it should. All be. right. Yeah. So that's it for us this week, David. Next week, though, is it's time to return to TNA. Um, you know, oh it's my. it's Claire Lynch in time yet again. Last oh time, my. last time we learned that Claire Lynch was pregnant with AJ Styles' baby, and so we yes, we did. Th- this time, we're going to learn more about that hot, passionate night of sex they had. This is apparently the the truth. This is not yeah. a lie. This is not something in dispute. And AJ Styles is a uh. Getting his drug addict friend pregnant, please, please, God, I don't like those implications. Uh, Four more episodes of that. Let's go. Or, or, yeah, this is we're in the long haul, baby. This the BFG series math as well. It's just, it's, just, it's all so dumb. Okay, okay, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It'll be fine. Save it for next week, buddy. Save it for We're next gonna week. talk about how dumb it is. <gasps> I want to yeah. like it. I want to like t- 2010's TNA. But man, I think oh. it's hilarious. I think it's hilarious. Um. So Claire, anything you want to plug or send us off with? Sure, I have original music. Feel free to listen to that. You can find that she does. Claire Lefton wherever you stream music. Also, mm-hmm. I write for Cincinnati Magazine, so Woo! feel free to go on the Cincinnati Magazine website or subscribe to the magazine if you want, and you'll find my stuff. L- listen, listen, all you, all you motherfuckers out there who who listen to us, uh, especially uh, one of our loyal viewers who I know is is a is a music boy himself. Uh, listen, listen to Claire's shit, you sons of bitches, you. It's you it's good, you. and she's and she's very she's very talented. Yeah. You fucking you fucking yeah, better, will, or I will kill you. Threatened. This is a threat. <laughs> this, this is a threat. threat. This is this is this is direct. <laughs> I'll kill you. Uh, I will I will sick King Kong Bundy on you from beyond the grave. Um, thank yeah, you. Yeah, he will. 
King Kong Bunny will sit on you. And he will sit he's also on dead? Your... No, I will I will strap no. you to a chair and make you watch more Magic Dragon matches is what I will do. <laughs> I will find Magic Dragon matches and you're Somehow gonna... <laughs> in the ether. Oh my gosh. As always, as always, Claire, thank you for, for joining us once more. You are our OG for a reason. Yeah, we we always are excited to have you back. We can't wait to have you back again and again and again. Uh always a pleasure yeah we should we should bring claire on for like a wrestling movie as in there are so many of them and most of them suck (laughs) yes yes please bring if if you're ever going to subject me to fucking uh 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 uh, what no holds barred is what i wanted you to watch yeah if you're ever going to subject me to no holds barred at least bring claire on so like where hulk hogan fights tiny honestly sure i can i can fucking so I can like defer a little bit of my pain. Or we or Santa Slay. I think that's another good one. Santa Slay. Where Goldberg plays the Santa Goldberg Claus. Goldberg is evil Santa who evil murders Santa prostitutes. Claus. I love that. Or hell, Santa with muscles. The Hulk Hogan classic. Why don't we just do a double feature? Santa with muscles first- and Santa Slay. The first movie that Mila Kunis was in. Historic. <laughs> What the shit? Wow. Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> oh, I know God. so many bad wrestling movies. More than no, good No, he's getting ideas. No. The original wrestler from 1974 oh, is made, made by Vern Gagne. <laughs> it's definitely not a, 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 a kayfabe propaganda piece. Nah, it's so good. Whatever. It's... <sighs> Fuck. David, anyway. let's get through our real plugs and get out of here. Yeah, thank you. All right, dear friends, thank you all so much for joining us on yet another episode of the News and Knockouts podcast. We are so delighted to have you here, returning listeners, viewers, what have you. Thank you all so much for once again welcoming us back into your eardrums, your eyeballs, whatever it is you use to consume our content. We are just so happy that you're that you're here with us once more. Uh, new people, hey, hi, how's it going? Welcome to the show. We here at the Noobs and Knockouts podcast like to think we are friendly to both noobs and knockouts alike. So whether you're brand new to the wild, wacky world of wrestling or you're a veteran of all the weird bullshit, either way, we are so very excited that you have decided to join us. We hope you want to keep doing so week after week after week. I'm going to tell you all the ways to do so so you just have your options. Uh, first and foremost, you can find us on YouTube. We are the Noobs and Knockouts podcast on YouTube. Hit subscribe. Ring that bell. Make sure it turns a nice little solid color so you get notifications every single time we drop a brand new episode. Um, check out all of our playlists. Austin has been kind enough to organize all of the storylines that we follow into their own separate playlist so you can follow something all the way down without having to skip around a whole lot. It's great. You know, please give us that sweet, sweet engagement of likes and comments. Helps out the channel tremendously. Just good stuff. Enjoy the video version uh, and and the, the, the sheer looks of confusion on my face as we verge into Super Bowl talk. Uh, you know, uh, it's well worth the price of admission, which is nothing. Uh, uh, but hey, if you are a fan of the audio-only version, we have you covered there as well. You can find us on three of the best places to find your podcast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Come give us a listen. Download our show. Uh, if you're so inclined, you can give us some little ratings and reviews that are that you know speak highly of us. Five stars. Maybe more people should be listening to this. Just just thought I'm having just now for the first time. Uh, uh, so all, all that good stuff. Uh, and enjoy us over on the video version or 
the audio version, Noobs and Knockouts on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Of course, we exist past this little void that we find ourselves in every week. If you want to uh, 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 find us on the interwebs broader, uh, uh, you can find us on, uh, for example, Twitter at Noobs and Pod. That's at Noobs, the letter N, Pod on Twitter. Come check us out there. We do the whole Twitter thing. We 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 uh, do fun wrestling memes and melt our brains by engaging in IWC discourse. We put a post every single time we drop a brand new episode so you guys always know what the hell is going on. The highlight of our Twitter, of course, is weekly wrestling live tweeting every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern on TBS. We are watching and tweeting about AEW Dynamite. So check all uh, check us out while we do that. You know, let us become part of your AEW Dynamite routine, if you will. Uh, additionally, uh, on Fridays and Saturdays, when I have time to, uh, uh, sometimes we will tweet about AEW Rampage on Friday nights uh, at 10 p.m. Eastern, AEW uh, Collision on uh, Saturday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern, both of them on TNT. Uh, you know, it's not, it's not every week, but we do it when we can. So always, you know, check us out, see if we're, if we're doing the tweeting thing, follow us along. It's a great time. On top of that, Austin being the knockout that he is likes to follow all of the three major American companies. Sometimes he tweets about them. We like to tell you guys about them. We like to talk about them a little bit. It's our chance on the show to talk a little bit about the, the world of contemporary wrestling these days, uh, especially for all you noobs out there who might be wanting to get into this whole crazy wrestling shit. Uh, you know, we like to give you guys your options, let you know kind of what's out there. Uh, and, and just kind of discourse about it. So my friend, but what is on the docket it coming up? Yeah, I'm going to be quick about this one because we do have a guest for here, but True. Uh, TN, TNA Wrestling. Mm. Uh, I've, I've lost the faith, David. The longest I, 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 don't, I don't know what you're talking about. By the way, Austin, have I ever told you that my favorite uh, um, nocturnal bird is the owl? Fuck the owl! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Anthem Sports has killed the wrestling that I loved so badly. <laughs> Austin be like, what happened to the game that I love? And the game that I love was a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. All right. So TNA's Thursdays, 8 p.m. Eastern on Axis TV, if you get that. Or for one dollar a month, for one dollar a month YouTube sub, you can watch TNA every week on Thursdays at 8:30 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. They have their streaming service, TNA Plus, upcoming on Friday, February 23rd, will be No Surrender when they're, you know, every month they don't do a pay-per-view, which is only, they only do like four pay-per-views a year. They do exclusive shows on TNA Plus. So there you go. Then WWE, hey, want to watch that? Well, for now, you know, Raw is on Monday nights at 8 on uh, USA Network. USA. Soon to be going USA. to Netflix. Great. And SmackDown heading to USA Network soon. But for now, it's Rip. 8 o'clock on Fridays on Fox. Rip and coming up on Saturday, February 24th, is the Elimination Chamber. We're doing that. We are doing we that. Have to, we have to figure out who else is challenging for the belts at Mania. Chambers, chambers will get eliminated. That is true. That, that I don't think that's how that works. I don't think I'm pretty sure. Why the fuck is it named Elimination Chamber? 
if no, you get eliminated in, you get a limit, but you get eliminated in the chamber. They don't eliminate the chambers. That, that doesn't make any goddamn sense. That, but but okay, fucking what mm. do I know? I'm oh, fuck. Yeah. And then uh, AEW upcoming for them live on pay per view. Oh yeah, by the way, all WWE stuff you can do on Peacock. You can watch all the shows on Peacock. Uh, AEW Revolution coming up live on pay per view on March third. It's Sting's last match, and other stuff is happening too. And all, and also some other shit. I, you know, whatever. Yeah. But Sting's last match after like forty years—that's crazy. Fucking nuts. He's going. To, I'm sure he's going to leap off a very tall uh, uh, object and then be One like, "Ow, owie." One last time. He is uh, 64. He can still jump off tall things if he wants to. All I all I want, Austin, is for like, you know, like that John Cena. I think it was a WrestleMania entrance where he had like all those fucking dudes come out, line the ramp as John Cena. And they're all doing the you can't see me thing. Uh, I want that. But for motherfuckers in sting mass, I want the arena to suddenly get swarmed with motherfuckers in sting masks. And then one of the dudes in the sting mask steps forward. And of course reveals himself to in fact be sting for real. Um, that's, that is all I want. I want one last sting mask spot. Thank you very much. Um, on a, on a mass scale, make it happen. But yes, yeah. all of that, uh, you can, you can, uh, check us out talking about over on the Twitter it's a good time. If you like, listen to us ramble about wrestling for hours on end. You'll enjoy the tweeter. You know, it's it's uh, it's it's fun. We like to have fun over on the Twitter at Noobs and Knox Pod. If you want to get in more direct and long form contact with us, however, you can instead email us. We have an email address: Noobs and Knockoutspod at gmail.com. That's Noobs, the word and this time Knockoutspod at gmail.com. Tell us what you think about the show. Uh, tell us things you want to see us cover on the show. Uh, uh you know. Tell us how amazing our takes are or how stupid they are. Start discourse with us. Just say hi. We love, uh, we love people saying hi. We would love to say hi back. Noobs and knockouts pod at gmail.com. Of course, finally, if you want to support the show in more of a financial sense, you can do so over on our Patreon. We are also the Noobs and Knockouts podcast on Patreon. The link for that is in our Twitter. $1 a month gets you early access to episodes and a shout out at the end of each episode. Shout out as always to friends of the show, uh, the Sugar Daddy and El Lucha Dead Money, 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 uh, for uh, for their generous contributions to our show. You guys are the best. We love you. Uh, we hope you enjoy your perks. If you want to enjoy your perks along with our dear friends of the show, you can do so over at uh, the 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 Patreon Noobs and Knockouts podcast. Just a single dollar a month helps out the show tremendously. You get some kind of cool stuff out of it. So you know, be sure to check all that shit out over on the Patreon. Uh, once again, the link for that is in our Twitter. See y'all next time. Hasta luego.